Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. I wish somebody was with me. For he is good and his mercy <laughs> endures forever. You know, I thank God for his goodness. But you also ought to lift your hands for his mercy. Because if it were not for his mercy, you wouldn't be sitting here or standing here today. Give God praise because he is good and his mercy endures, endures. We are running late on time and between our young people and brother Jason and brother Mark, I'm trying to hold on. I feel like running. Amen, 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 amen. I can't run yet, y'all. Gosh, Lord have mercy. John 11, John 11. Gospel is recorded by John 11. We're going to lift two verses for you today, 25 and 26. John 11, 25 and 26. And I'll be reading you this morning again from the English Standard Version of the Word of God. And it reads thusly, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And the word of God for the people of God. If I would lift a label to our text and tag title this morning, just simply this, Jesus speaks life. Jesus speaks life that those around the building and those who are with us virtually and online I don't know where you are in life I don't know what is going on but I know we are living in perilous times we're living in perilous times and we're living in times that we have never seen before we're even living in times where seemingly death is all around us that even in my own life this week, y'all, my heart has been breaking and is broken because on Sunday night, August 29th, I got a message that a cousin had gone on to be with the Lord. Turn around Monday afternoon, got another message that another family member had gone on to be with the Lord. And then on yesterday, as if that was not bad enough. I got a message that another family member 
has gone on to be with the Lord. Three family members in one week. And I know that in this time, I'm not the person alone by myself. All of us in here are dealing with tragedy, are dealing with situations, are dealing with things that we don't even comprehend or understand. But I come to let you know today, Jesus dealt with the same things. And even in the midst of what he dealt with, he still speaks life that even though there is death all around us and we are wondering god lord why us and why is this happening right now but i'm come to let you know that even with all this stuff around us the lord jesus still speaks life that we are in a text that is a very familiar text to many of us it is the text where Lazarus, the brother of Mary and Martha, had drawn ill and eventually died. Lazarus, Mary, and Martha, the Bible says, Jesus loved them. I don't know if you're a Bible reader like me, but Jesus oftentimes never, and, and this is the author, but Jesus oftentimes never ever told anybody that he loved them, but he just demonstrated what love really looks like. But the text in this text in John 11 says that Jesus loved Martha, Mary, and Lazarus, his brother. And, and there's no other person in Scripture, no other people in Scripture that the Bible openly exclaimed that Jesus loved them. But he loved Mary, he loved Martha, and he loved their brother Lazarus. And Lazarus had grown ill, y'all. And when Lazarus grew ill, I wonder in many ways how did Jesus or why did Jesus love Mary, Martha, and Lazarus? And I think there are at least two ways that Jesus probably loved Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. One was this familial connection he had to them. Lazarus may have been the elder brother of Mary and Martha. And Lazarus, they, there's no mention of a mother or a mention of a father. So Lazarus probably took care of himself. He probably took care of Mary. He probably took care of Martha. And Jesus sees this because Jesus is an elder brother. And he has also taken care of his own family. And I can just imagine when he saw Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, he kind of smiled on the inside because he knew that this brother is taking care of these two sisters. And can't you imagine Lazarus working all day and coming home to a clean house and a meal because his sisters loved Loved him so much and then they would sit down at the table of fellowship together and eat their meal together Jesus knew this about Mary Martha and Lazarus and he loved them he might have loved them because of their family connection their familial connection but I believe he also loved them because of their faith connection that Mary, Martha, and Lazarus all had faith in who Jesus was. Y'all remember the story in Mark 14. It is this Mary who anointed Jesus with a very fine oil and then wiped it up on her, on her feet, wiped the tears on her feet. It's this Mary. Martha comes on to say in the same text that I believe you are the Christ, the Son of God. They had great faith in who Jesus was, and I believe Jesus loved them because of their family connection, but I also believe that he loved them because of their faith connection. And is there anybody in the 
the room this morning that Jesus can look at you and say, I love them because of how they love their family. But even the more, I love them because of how they trust me. And is there anybody in the house that's trusting Jesus this morning? That he probably loved them because of their faith. But Jesus has now gone away from Bethany. And he gets a message that Lazarus, the one whom you love, is sick. And I'm just trying to tell you to know that Jesus also speaks life even when the situation around us seems desperate. That while Jesus was there, uh, word got out to the, him about the desperate situation. These two sisters are now frantic because their brother has gone ill and Jesus is not in town, but Jesus is away from town. And in their desperation, they send a message to Jesus that the one who you love is sick. And Jesus understood that the one whom I love is sick, but Jesus had some lessons he had to teach, not only Mary and Martha, but he had some lessons he had to teach to those who followed him. And I come to let somebody know sometimes things happen in our lives not because that God wants us to suffer, but things happen in our lives because God wants us to grow up in him. Is there anybody here that has gone on with a situation in your life and God is going through just wanting you to grow up in him? God wants some grown-up churches and some grown-up Christians in this world. And sometimes you go through what you're going through because he wants you to grow up. He tells his disciples, uh, yeah, I know Lazarus is sick. But then Jesus didn't move. So Jesus speaks life in desperate situations, but Jesus also speaks life in the times he gives you a delay. Jesus said he abode where he was two more days. I'm coming to let you know that don't think a delay is not an answer. Uh, I was growing up, y'all, Sister Bell would always tell me, she said, you can ask me anything. Whatever you need or want, you can ask me. Because if you ask me, I'm going to give you one of three answers. Yes, no, and wait. And or wait. And I come to let you know that God answers the same way, y'all. That sometimes God answers us in a yes. But sometimes we ought to thank God also for his no. That there are some things in my life that I would have that would not be blessing me if God didn't say no. And don't look at me funny. There are some things in your life that you ought to thank God that he said no. But then I thank God that he also gave me some things, but he had made me wait on them. And, and sometimes we have to learn how to wait on the Lord. And I'm not talking about sitting on our behind waiting on God to do something. Sometimes wait simply means that we have to get up off of our behind and serve God with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. And then in, in God's due time, he will give us what we are asking for. 
that, 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 that in their desperation, God gives them a delay. And he, part of the delay is, is not just for Mary and Martha, but the delay is for these boys around him. Because even though Jesus has done these great things in his life, they don't really understand who Jesus really is. And I'm convinced sometimes in our own lives, we don't really understand who Jesus is. Because sometimes we wonder in our own lives, why in the, in the world is the Lord making me wait? I need it right now. And then, can't you learn or haven't you learned that the things you think you need right now when you learn to wait on them a little bit, God blesses you when you wait. The, the, the desperate situation uh, also went into a delay and that, that, that Jesus obey, abides there two more days. And then Jesus has an interesting conversation with his disciples. He says to them eventually that Lazarus, has fallen asleep in the delay. And, and the disciples said, well, if he's sleeping, he must be doing all right. And, and now and Jesus said, you, you don't understand that, that just because there is a divine delay, you don't understand uh, there is also some doubting discernment. That y'all don't get what I'm doing. Lazarus, he's not sleep as you think he is. He's not in his bed laying down, getting comfort and rest. He's gone to an eternal sleep. Lazarus, simply put, is dead. It just helps us to understand that sometimes Jesus is powerful enough to wake up things in our lives that we think have no other power to do in our lives. We, he can get things up that we think when we're beyond the point of desperation. But he says Lazarus is dead. And, and these disciples don't know, and they're sitting there going, well, if he's dead, if he's, if he's sleeping, he'll be all right. And he said, no, he's dead. And then he says, we're going to go to him. Jesus said, it's a good thing that I wasn't there when he died because y'all need to really know who I am and what I can do. I wish somebody heard me this morning. Wherever you are in virtual world, Jesus can change your situation no matter how desperate or beyond despair it gets. So he says, let's go to Lazarus. Y'all know the story. He, he gets to the outskirts of Bethany. And Martha runs to him and says, Lord, if you would have been here, our brother wouldn't have died. And that just helps me to understand, know that Martha, even though she is a pretty good theologian, she don't really know who Jesus is. And, and don't, don't trip on Martha because many of us, even, even right now, we think that Jesus has to be right there to change our situation. And Jesus let her know, no, I, I know I wasn't here, but something is on the way. I need to help you out because you are my friend, but you really need to know who I am. So Martha meets him and Martha has this great conversation with him and Jesus gets to the point where Martha says, if you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. 
And Jesus then tells her, frankly, uh, don't you worry, Martha. I am the resurrection. I am the life. If anybody believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Uh, John 1 already told us that Jesus is light. And in him was the life of all men. And the light shined in the darkness and the darkness could not comprehend it. Come here, somebody. I don't care how dark your time may be right now. Jesus can speak light into your situation. And when he speaks light into so your situation, he'll breathe life into your situation. He says, I am the resurrection. And I am the life that if anybody believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And then he asked a strange question. He said, do you believe this? And I love Martha's answer because it's full of faith. She said, yes, I believe it. But she didn't answer his question. She said, I believe that you are the Christ, the one coming into the world. Uh, her answer is actually deeper than what we realize, y'all. She said, you are God's son. And in other words, regardless of how bad the situation is, you have the power to change it. Because you are the anointed one. And I'm just trying to help somebody out that Jesus has an anointing. Enough to breathe life into whatever situation you are dealing with. That his, he speaks life even in situations of despair. He has this conversation with Martha. And then Martha tells him who he is. And she sends for her sister Mary. And in a repeated situation, Mary runs to Jesus in the same way, said, Lord, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. And here's what I love about Jesus, y'all. Jesus ain't just our divine savior. Jesus is also our dear friend. Because it says in this text that when he saw Mary's sadness, he was moved with compassion. Say so he was deeply moved when he saw Mary and we saw those that were with Mary. And then it says around verse 35 that when Jesus stood in front of Lazarus's tomb that he was moved again and he wept. I just want to let somebody know that Jesus knows all about your struggles. And he will not only comfort you, but the Lord will cry with you. Is there anybody here that thank God that I serve a Savior who's so high that he can get me out of a situation, but he's also so low that he'll wrap his arms around me and cry with me in the midnight hour? But, 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 but Jesus speaks life even in situations of decay and destruction. 
Jesus is in front of the grave. Y'all, can't you see it? He's in front of this grave. And I'm almost wondering, the people are like, what are you going to do now? And actually, Martha answers the people's question. She says, Lord, by now, rigor mortis has set in and decay has set in. That, that, that he smells by now. And I want somebody to know that if Jesus is the author of life, it don't care how, it don't matter how dead the situation is. He has the power to lift it up. Don't miss it here that if he's been dead long enough to start smelling, Jesus is trying to let them know that I got the power enough to get back not only death, but also the reek of death but also the wall of death, but also the valley of death. <laughs> it's the funniest thing that Jesus is there, y'all. He tells them to roll the stone away. And I know that it's a great lesson that Jesus gives us as people the ability to do something for ourselves because somebody rolled the stone in front of the grave so somebody else needs to get rid of the stone. Jesus could have got rid of the stone, but you need to be able to do some things on your own that you can handle. Uh, you can't call Lazarus, but you sure can roll the stone away. And so he tells them to roll a stone away. Y'all know there was no CSI Bethany. That they never had assumed a body before. So God had them do something, Jesus had them do something they had never done before, but Jesus was about to do something that he had never done before with them. And it's funny that we live in a time, y'all, where people are always rebuking stuff. I'm amazed at Jesus because Jesus does not rebuke death. Jesus just lets Lazarus know that I'm the author over death. You can rebuke all kinds of stuff. We live in a, in a time, y'all, where everybody, you want to debuke COVID-19. But I'm trying to tell you that we serve a God who is the, has the breath of life in him. Ain't no need to rebuke it. Call on the God who has the breath of life in him. Can't y'all see it? Lazarus is behind death's door. And he's walking down, if you will, the tunnel of death. And Jesus says, I guess, roll the stone away so he can hear me calling. And somewhere down the corridor of death, Jesus calls on Lazarus. And can't you see Lazarus walking away uh, because he knows his time is up. But Jesus calls Lazarus and he quickly turns around. And then he says, Lazarus, come forth. I love Jesus. He doesn't speak to death. He speaks to his friend. And I'm trying to help somebody to know that even in the midst of what we're dealing with, Jesus can still speak to his friends. 
And, and when my heart was overwhelmed this week, y'all, Jesus simply called my name and said, boy, I'm still in control of life. And everybody who died in your family this week, they love me. So to be absent from the body. They are present with me and you ought to be rejoicing because you want to get to where they are. Jesus, he can speak to death and decay. Lazarus comes out and he tells him to loose him and let him go. That, 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 that I'm done, y'all. But I got to tell you this, that even though he speaks life to desperate situations, that even though there may be divine delays, that even though he may have doubters and dissenters all around him, and that even though he can speak to death and decay, there's one more thing about the life Jesus can speak that he speaks for us. And that is that Jesus speaks deliverance. And I wish I had somebody in here that could help me to know that Jesus can speak deliverance. Can't you see this situation, y'all? Mary, Martha, and everybody around them has been in despair. Lazarus has been dead four days, but Jesus speaks and calls his name. And now Lazarus comes out of the grave and he says, loose him and let him go. In other words, I released him from death. You released him from the clothes of death. Jesus has a way of speaking not only to death, but speaking to the things that death surrounds. And I'm so glad that I serve a God who can speak not only to the things that are in my life and in my circumstance, but he's big enough to speak to whatever I think that is beyond my comprehension. He can speak to death itself. And don't you know that we serve a God who can speak to death itself and call life out of death. Jesus speaks life in the middle of death. But there's one more thing in the story that they really needed to know. That Lazarus is now up from the grave, but that ain't the end of Jesus and his dealing with death. That, that Jesus called Lazarus back to this same old life that he had before. That Lazarus was awakened from his death sleep and he showed Martha, Mary, and everybody there that I am the resurrection and the life. But don't you know that wasn't the end of the resurrection story? Because Jesus said, you really ain't going to get it with Lazarus, but somebody else has got to go to sleep in death. And don't you know, later on, Jesus himself, he was tried before Pilate, and then he was accused as being guilty. He died one Friday night, and when Jesus died, now they thought death had really conquered the world. But Jesus told him a long time ago that I came to die, but death could not hold me. That when Jesus died that Friday, desperation hit one more time. 
and those boys scattered and all those who followed him were nowhere to be found. And he stayed in the grave all night Friday night. That he stayed in the grave all day Saturday. But don't you know that the story did not end that way? Is there anybody here that understands your story and my story? It ain't gonna end when we die. Because Jesus, he has conquered death and the grave. So, oh grave, where is your sting? And oh death, where is your victory? The sting of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ. Is there anybody here that knows the day is coming? when death won't make us sad no more but we can lift up our hands and say death you don't have any more victory you'll get up from the grave and your life will be with his life that Jesus still speaks life that I don't know who this message for was for but I just want to encourage you that don't get this down don't get in despair don't dissent because he can still speak life that I want to lift up everybody in in our not only in our country but in our world who is dealing with death and I want to let them know wherever you are Jesus speaks life there might be some others who think death is going to get them, but Jesus speaks life. And all you have to do is turn your life over to him, and he will speak life into your life. If you will, raise on your feet. Jesus, keep me near the cross. There, a precious fountain. It's free to all. Calvary Stream healing. That I, I want to, I really want to encourage you. Don't let this disease bring you to a point of despair. That even if you're positive, know that Jesus can keep you negative. And that even if you get sick, know that Jesus can heal you from all sickness. But even if you die, the day is coming where you're going to wake up from the stupor of death because you trust him. Raise my mountain. Lift your voice. to come there is a prayer just fountain who is free 
here. Come on, somebody. invitation my rapture so shall find when it's all over I'll find rest beyond the darkness that, that, that no matter what we are dealing with that, that no matter if despair wants to sweep over our soul that, that no matter if there are those who dissent around us that you are a God of deliverance and you are a God who can speak life even when there's death all around us. Lord, I want to lift up those who are dealing with the bereavement of death. I want to let them know if their loved one knew Jesus Christ and the free part of their sin, that loved one is no longer suffering pain, but they are experiencing life anew. But Lord, I want to speak to somebody right now too who doesn't know who Jesus is. And the Bible declares that if any man be in Christ, that he is a new creation. In other words, you move from death to life. Life with him, he gives you his precious Holy Spirit. And the Spirit can fill you daily with power. Power to overcome the desperation of your situation, power to know that Jesus, even in his divine delay, he still has you in the palm of his hand. That even if your situation is decaying and looks like it's destroyed, that he can wake it up, make it new, and say, loose that and let it go. And so now, Lord, we ask that somebody who doesn't know you come to know you and say 
Jesus, I want to give my life to you. And I want to be your child. And like Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, I want to be your friend. Because Jesus gives up his life for his friends. This is the prayer we pray in Jesus' precious name. And the people of God said, Amen. 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 You may be seated. Amen. Amen. God is good and his mercy still endures. Just some notes on this morning. First of all, I want to share, share um, some notes uh, and want to actually say some thank yous for uh, all of us who are here for our staff, for our department of music, uh, for our young people. Give God praise for our young people. I wish we knew there is no other name sweeter than that of Jesus. I want to thank God again and, and thank God for our pastor in his absence. Uh, these are notes here today that our Youth and Child of the Month uh, in August. So our August Youth of the Month is Miss Dinah Stephen. Amen. 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 Give, give Dinah a hand. Give her a hand again. Amen. Our, our August 2021 Child of the Month is Mr. Bennington Hagen. Amen. Amen. Uh, affectionately known as Benny. Amen. Amen. Um, children's Lessons and Youth Fellowship uh, Zoom will not be held this Sunday, the uh, 5th of September. That was today. Enjoy your family time. Uh, we have other bereavement, note, bereavement notices uh, that we have. Reverend James Robinson Jr. passed away. And uh, Mr. Darren Stovall, um, many of you all know our, our cousin, Kanisha. That's Kanisha's father. He passed away this week, and that was one of the family members who we lost. Uh, if we just, just lift up Mr. Stovall's family and, and many others, Mr. Robinson's too, uh, who are dealing with death. Uh, continue, continue in the spirit of safety. Uh, we're all going to exit to my left, to your right. Uh, and if we will, fellowship in the parking lot. Is that all right? Amen. We love everybody. want to thank God again for Brother Mark. Thank God for Brother Mark. Amen. 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 Fantasy got some good friends, don't they? Amen. Amen. Brother Jason, you got a wonderful name. Thank God for you. Amen. Uh, if, if there are those who want to give their tithe uh, in the building, you can also tithe. We also encourage all of you in virtual world to keep tithing online. We have multiple ways of tithing, and we want to thank God for our church family who's still giving and giving well. Amen? Amen. We give to do ministry, and we thank God for that. So all tithing is in the receptacle on our way out. Amen. God be with us. Till we meet again. One thing I want to let, before we go on, just want to let everybody know, Pastor Haynes and Sister Haynes are doing okay. Sister Haynes actually has, has been, uh, just pray for her. She's, she's been hospitalized, but just continue to pray for Sister Bev. Amen? Amen. So that's where they are this morning. Amen. Amen. Got some good news on this morning. Amen. Amen. Mr. Eric McDonald, if you will come and come stand in front of us. Amen.
Give God praise because we have one who has come to want to want to join our church family. Amen. Give God praise. Give God praise. Mr. McDonald comes on this morning again, give God praise again. He comes with Christian experience from a sister church, Christ the King, but he comes to join our church family. So give God praise for Mr. McDonald. We thank you so much for coming. Uh, we do have those in the back who will get your information uh, and those who are here. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, God is good, God is good. Amen, amen. Give God praise again, amen, amen. I know, I, I know y'all, we're dealing with pandemic, but I thank God for what he's doing. Uh, this is Messiah Blunt, amen. Give God, look, look y'all missed it. This is Messiah Blunt, amen. And Messiah comes today to give her life to Jesus Christ, amen. Amen, amen. Somebody, y'all give, give God praise, give God praise. He comes... Messiah today has moved from death to life. We need to thank God, thank God, that she is going to be with Jesus. Amen, amen. Messiah, just want to ask you, do you believe in Jesus Christ? Yes, sir. Do you believe that God raised him from the dead? Yes, sir. Amen. Do you believe that you're going to live with him forever? Yes, sir. Amen. Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. So we don't thank God. If you will have a seat. Amen, amen, amen. That's what ministry is for, everybody. That's what ministry is for, to bring those into the fold. Amen. And Jesus has actually kept his promise. He said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. Give God praise for his promise. He's drawn you and he's drawn Sister Messiah today. Amen. Amen. Well, thank God. Again, we'll have those in the back with you to be with you also thank god for her family amen for coming thank god for these young children who have helped lead her amen 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 let us stand god be with you May God, may he be with you, God. 
God be with you. God be with you until we meet me again. May God, may He be with you. God be with you. God be with you until we meet again. Now unto him, him who is able to keep us from stumbling and to present us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God be glory be majesty be dominion and be power forevermore and the people of God said ah Amen, amen, amen. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal via the Givelify app by mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048, or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.